Greetings, flesh creatures. It is I, Megatron. On behalf of TFYLP, I want to congratulate you for listening to the most refined collective podcast on this miserable little planet Earth. Yes. Here you'll find knowledgeable fans discussing every aspect of Transformers and beyond. Now, enjoy the show while I continue my path to complete conquest of all of you miserable biological entities. Predacons, terrorize! Hello, welcome to TFYLP, episode 442. We're live tonight, August 9th. I'm Lucas, and I am joined tonight by Peter. Forever Destron. And Paul. And Phil. Oh, what? What? We're, oh, yeah. Hi! <laughs> yeah, we're, we're live, in case you, you weren't aware, so... Okay. I thought this, we have done so many recorded ones lately. I thought this was being pre-recorded. That that is true. Yeah, we've been doing vacations and other things, and you know, cast members on vacation all over the place. So you know, it's the summer, but it should be coming down now here pretty soon. So, uh, so yeah, so welcome everyone. But uh, you know, once again, the book club kind of steals our thunder because they already discussed this movie in depth last night. Uh, the Transformers movie, uh, but we decided we'd go ahead and uh, do our own spin. Instead of showing up to book club and talking about it, we would just talk about it live on the air. So, so, so here we are. Yeah, I was just trying to pull it up on uh, on my phone there so I can see the comments, and the new art threw me off there. I know, right? It was like kind of a surprise for all of us that, uh, you know... I appreciate whoever did that art for the uh, for the uh, preview card there. Zaldron with the with the Unicron quote to start us off. Hey guys, <laughs> I, I've seen you <laughs> no. here for a purpose. That was in an early draft of the script, Peter. Just, <laughs> hey guys, hey guys. Yeah, it was it was stripes stripes one line. Megatron just floating in space and you're just like, hey guys. Can you see me? I'm waving. (laughs) (laughs) So yeah. That's how we were supposed to talk in the uh the Bay movies if they continued with the Bay verse. That's how Unicron would talk. You'd just be a big bro, you know. Played by the rock. Voiced by Fred Durst. Oh no! I mean, I, I feel stuff. like Unicron is somehow going to make an appearance in the regular Transformer movies, for, you know, for real. Like after they do Beast Wars, they'll probably do Unicron as well, right? They're gonna do Unicron as part of the Beast Wars Rise of the Beast thing, and like retroactively say that the beasts are protecting Earth, which is Unicron from the future with Nemesis Prime and the last night stuff and just try and like it all, all together right. and we go. need to write this moment down time stamp this because i think peter might be more right than we want him to be <laughs> i 
don't disagree with that. So we can replay that in a year. Well, actually, a year and six months, apparently, as we yeah, recently heard. <laughs> and uh, you, you may be Nostradamus, Tron. Not that that was not, not that that was what you were trying to do. I just it might be fun to see I've how accurate. Right before. <laughs> it's never good when I'm right. So, so what can we say about this glorious anniversary of the of this amazing movie, which has affected our birthday. lives? Happy birthday! So, is this movie like now have a job in like middle management somewhere at a company? I mean, at 35 years old, it's got an established career. You know, how many kids does this movie have at this point? What is it that? is it on like a PTA or? Oh yeah. We've got a new release of it, too, So, because they had the 30th uh, anniversary Blu-ray, and now it's the 35th anniversary 4K. So, I bought the Laserdisc recently, the Japanese oh, Laserdisc. Wow. Oh, awesome. <laughs> I had do you have a Laserdisc player? I do not. Are That's you going to buy yet. a Laserdisc player? I'm going to buy a Laserdisc okay. player, because I also bought a bunch of Machine Robo stuff on Laserdisc. Because I'm, I will, dumb. I'll warn you that might not work anymore. Laser discs would wear out. Well, oh well, it's got cool yeah. art. Yeah, no, that's, it's got really cool art. It. Yeah, that's the best poster. That is, it's it kind of like it's it's a little tough to find uh, a VCR nowadays. Um, I mean, like it's not that tough, but it's until well, recently, my mom had a working Beta. Until, like, the last couple of years, my mom had a working beta machine. My dad found it in Saudi Arabia in, like, 1996 and sent it home because we had a bunch of beta tapes. And our old beta had croaked. It was an old Sony Betamax. And, uh, yeah, I guess hers croaked semi-recently. So, RIP mom's beta. I mean, how I did she even know? I know beta like, because she... of the Simpsons joke. Do I? Oh, I, I only know of Beta because of a Simpsons joke. Oh no, Beta was like the primary format in my household. We had we had the VHS for like to rent movies, but you saved things on the Beta because it was better yeah. quality. So we had like both formats running concurrently, but we ran everything off of the Beta for fucking fifteen years, and then it died. Dad went to Saudi, found a Beta, sent it home, and then no one ever used it at that point. But we needed it because everything was on Beta. But anyway. Um, yeah, how did she find out that it wasn't working? Did she actually like pull a movie out and was like, "Oh, guess it doesn't work anymore"? Or? I when we visited her last year, I was looking around because I'd been telling you know the kids, "You got to check out the beta machine." Blah, 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 and where the hell is the beta machine? She's like, "Oh, it broke." So I, I just let it go with that. Okay. Trying so. to pop in an old episode of L.A. Law and uh, just just wouldn't work anymore. Right. Now, did you have the Transformers movie on Betamax? We had our copy on Betamax, yeah. I had, because it was, it was Transformers the movie, GoBots Battle of the Rock Lords, and there was something else, a third movie, like, in the, in the, you know, copy that we'd made. And that, I wore that fucker out. Yeah. That was like my Did jam. they ever make an official release of the beta? On, on, uh, on beta, no. On beta? Okay. I don't think so. Yeah, my dad did laser discs when I was a kid and into the 90s. And 
pretty familiar with them. Um, if you want to find a good one, you, you want to find one that will flip for you. So, so the, the reader will actually like go on a track and, and go on the opposite side of the disc. Otherwise, like you're going to get, a, a, you know, an hour into the movie and then it'll stop and you have to get up, take the big disc out, flip it around, put it back in the machine and then start again. Oh, well, that's just charming as hell. I want to yeah. do that. And the, 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 the higher quality of the movie. So when they started getting to like the really high end THX stuff, like Terminator two and Jurassic park, like, like the home theater stuff, like at that point, laser, this was by far and above the best you would have that movie would take up like five discs and it would just be or, or like three discs, you know, five sides total. So even with the laser disc that, you know, the player would, would flip the, the reader over for you, you still had to get up and, and change out the discs during the movie. So my dad would like arrange it. So like the discs would be sitting against the entertainment center uh, ready to go. So it's really quick and easy to swap out. That's and, amazing. And, yeah, unfortunately they would wear out like just given time. It wasn't how many times you watched a movie. It just, it just faded the, the, laser etching or whatever it was that that would read it so it's very likely whatever you purchase won't work i'm not saying it definitely won't but i'm just saying it's a high likelihood it won't work it's like rob always says entropy will always win so yeah. i'm gonna yeah. i'm gonna have a whole bunch of really cool frisbees paperweights well i won't throw them i gotta take care of them but yeah what are we talking about Robots. Oh, so so the Transformers movie. So there's actually two copies on this. So if you they have a 4K version that I guess is in widescreen format that like cuts off part of the movie, right? Or a Blu-ray version that is uh, full screen, right? I, I believe is the the deal. And I guess that uh, there's a whole debate on what the Hot Rods color is. Uh, because each version of the movie has a slightly different color uh, coloration of Hot Rod. So that's that's awesome. So people are I taking mean, screenshots of that. There's always been a debate, but I mean, it is answered. It's been answered for 35 years. So what, what's just, the answer, Paul? It, he's not red, I'll tell you that. He's not maroonish. He is some other hue than that. He is not what Phil just picked up. No. I mean, that's. I guess that toy's a little closer than most. But uh, And there's prototypes of the, of the toy that of show. The pink rod, yeah. 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 I mean, he's, he's magenta, fuchsia, rose, pink, whatever you want to call it. He was never meant to be red. But then they were like, boys don't want this pink toy. Let's make him red. I'll take your pink toy. Give me yeah. that pink rod all day. Oh my god, I want that so bad. So bad. And we're not lots of people do. Like lots of old timers that saw the movie in the theater, you know. Tra- Transformers tends to like attract detail-oriented you know, personas, and even as kids like a lot of people were like, "Hey, that guy was pink. <laughs> Why is he red?" But I think they they just wanted to like match him closer to to Rodimus Prime because that was kind of the thing he's like not quite bright red but then when he turns into Rodimus Prime like there's like that transition and now he's he's done cooking yeah he's well done is this something where 
Transformers fans are more detail oriented or Transformers fans have watched this movie so many times that they want spot on what's on the screen. Well, I saw I've been one a neurotic time. disaster since I was a small child. Yeah, like I saw it, I only saw it one time in the theater when I was like six or five or whatever. So even then I knew it was like, hey, that guy's I thought he was pink. And don't even some of the catalogs show him as, as pinky. Yeah, I think so. So yeah, that yeah. So then when you, I didn't get the toy until I was much older, until I was like at least in college or something, and I was like, oh, he's not, he's not pink. What? No, he's red. Okay. See, Weird. I think for me, seeing Rodimus so much in season three, and staring so much at the catalog, the the foldouts, made me just you know, change my memory of him that I think he is red. Yeah. And I think a lot of people feel that same way. Yeah. But there were prototypes of him as pink. And I remember when they were for sale and I didn't buy one because I was like, I don't know, 20 something. But there was some, it was like before Facebook even, but like some, there was some post on a board somewhere. Like someone was selling like six or seven of the prototype hot rod. And I, I so wish I had had the money back then to do that. But I didn't realize like what a big deal it was at the time. We have to know somebody that owns one of those. Yeah, they got to be in the hands of like pretty prominent people. But I've never like seen what photos of one since. Well, like, no why, one's why like, don't hey, you just ask pink. the um, what's the what's the new Transformers or I'm sorry, the new Facebook uh, the Rare Bots uh, Facebook uh, page. I'm sure. I wonder if he has one. I'm Seems like he's probably. got some crazy stuff he's been putting up every day. He's, pro- he's probably automated his posts for the next like year and a half, and it's maybe like, you know, scheduled sometime in 2022. So <laughs> we'll, we'll get it. Although you know the with the movie having, I I couldn't believe how many posts there were like in the social media world about the movie like this past few days. It was crazy. Like. Couldn't get away from it. You couldn't escape it. Well, I mean, they had to put good flavors back in your mouth after after Kingdom. So Transformers, the brand, was excited to share something positive that everyone wasn't going to completely shit on, which we discussed previously. You know, it has its merits, it has its issues, but Transformers, the movie, for good or for bad, has its own issues, right? Its own merits, its own like you know things that that people have criticisms about. So, do you guys want to? Well, th- those people are idiots. Well, yeah, it's a perfect yeah. film. Yeah. So, but the only one. What? There's there's another perfect film. I'm, I've got some pre-production materials I'd like to share, um, but I have to go grab them. So, s- start discussing. I'll jump in. Okay. Just gonna hold Studio Series Hot Rod so up here. So before time began, there was the Matrix. Okay, that wasn't even funny. Um, yeah, I, I, I love this movie. It's it's great. I just you know wonder what there is to say about it that hasn't been said to death. So I'm curious to see what we come up with tonight. Well, I was gonna say we'll we'll find a way to. Uh, uh, to I, I do wish I do wish Sergio had been able to join us tonight because in in the, the the text group he was somewhat disparaging of it. It's like, oh, you guys only like it because it's G one. I'm like. 
That's the dumbest thing I'd ever heard. What yeah, said you that. can't you can't have this movie without it being G one. You can't have the impact on the fandom without it being G one. Well, when did he just, see the movie himself? Like, I'm I mean, just he curious, was born he... like a decade after this came out, right. so I don't know exactly that, when he saw it. I didn't know if somehow he skipped the movie, like seeing the movie as a. I don't know. I mean, I guess he's kind of still a kid, but um, as a. You know, like as a kid, like did he see this movie or did he only see the, you know, Transformers, the live action movies? I mean, he has seen this movie to my recollection. Um, You know, when he saw it, at what point, I I don't know. I mean, his, his, you know, for him, I think the start of things was more the Unicron trilogy. Um, So, I mean... I, I don't know at what point he saw this movie in terms of his Transformers fandom experience, but I feel like it would be interesting just to have had another uh, voice in this group, uh, another opinion besides 30, 40 somethings that, you know, either saw it in the theater or saw it, you know, in their youths. Yeah. Right. Agreed. I still think that was a really foolish thing to say though, but he's not here to defend himself. So we'll have to bash him in private yeah. instead. Yeah. I get what he was trying to say, but, like, he said it wrong. (laughs) Right. Well, I feel like that he probably views some things through rose-colored glasses himself that we don't because we saw certain things like, you know, the Star Wars episodes one through three or, um, you know, the Transformers live-action movies as, you know, when we were older. And so we were probably more critical of them than we would have been had we seen them as as kids and so that's the thing I'm, i wonder you know this tra- the transformers animated movie you know like we can't get away from that ourselves like you know we first saw this movie when we were kids so it's it's always forever it's you know kind of same thing as a lot of movies you know like uh the ghostbusters movie or just whatever else um you know well i look i look at it like you know disney is remaking all their movies in live action or CG or something. And like, if your kids five, six or seven, they likely are more apt to connect with the new movie than the old crusty animated movie, even though I love those old movies, but I grew up with them. So it has a lot to do with like what, what your age is and what your, what generation you were from. There's nostalgia around, you know, this is a nostalgia show. It's hard to get away from. Right. Does this movie age better because it takes place in the future? So you don't have 80s car designs in it to make it feel as old. Well, I mean, I definitely feel like pretty old when it says it is the year 2005. I mean, it's it's just just funny. I get it. But (laughs) if I hand my son this hot rod toy in car mode... Hmm. He doesn't think of this as an old-fashioned car. He, sure. it, it doesn't seem that way. So does it? So again, you know, aside from the, the very blatant point where they say what year it is, does the movie age better because it's not steeped in '80s iconography? It's 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 a kind of a mixed thing because it's it's the the vehicle designs are more more futuristic than not but they're also like retro futuristic so it's like synthwave music where it it sounds like it's like but it also sounds that's not descriptive at all it sounds like it's like you know like 
modern contemporary like electronic and neat but it also sounds like throwbacky and weird and kind of off so it's like looking at a it's like looking at 1950s or 1960s sci-fi art where it's the future but it looks so quaint so i love hot rod's design and i love cup's design and i love blur's design and i love rc's design and springer's but they look futuristic in a way that is kind of throwbacky and did at the time so I, I don't know if that makes it age better or worse. I will say, for me, the music locks it in as an 80s film, without a without a doubt. Uh, Vince DiCola's score and then all that hair metal and Weird Al, like vintage Weird Al, just like no joke locks it in as a mid-80s, mid to late 80s uh, film. Dude, those first five minutes where you get this thing floating through space you don't know what it is a little bit of a rip off of the star destroyer and in, in, in star wars a new hope but but from a different angle and it's obviously a, you know it's not it's not a triangular spaceship and then yeah you got the vince Ticola, you know just ominous music and you know you see a planet get torn apart you have no idea who these characters are you have no idea what's going on this is all new all different and then it kicks in to that 80s hair metal version of the Transformers theme. It it might be a bad movie from a critical standpoint, but that that first five minutes is still really just freaking great and, and just you know sets this tone of like this is this is not what you've been watching like on on you know after school syndicated cartoons. This is different, this is new, you know, you're you're in for a bit of a ride. Well, the first time I heard that heavy metal—I wouldn't call it heavy metal—but the, like the '80s hair hair rock um, Transformers intro, it was like. And then you go through that tunnel, it was like I just I was like, I, I yeah, I'm growing older. <laughs> yeah. And then they swore, you know, it's like suddenly I, I aged up like instantly in the theater. <laughs> well, uh, I mean. I feel like, you know, the quality of the animation, the quality of, you know, the budget, like the story, all that type of thing, were just a, a level above, you know, what, you know, any regular, you know, Saturday morning cartoon or, you know, afternoon cartoon would be. And so I think that that's the thing. To me, I feel like it ages better than something like, say, for example, like He-Man. There was no He-Man animated movie. They had that live action movie back in the day, but... Um, or was there Peter and I'm misremembering the secret of the sword was released in theaters. Okay. The, well, the Shira spinoff introduction movie was, was released in theaters animated by filmation with the same level of quality that you saw in the filmation TV series, both for masters of the universe and princess of power. Uh, or I'm sorry, he man in the masters of the universe and Shira and princess of power. Um, similarly, the GoBots theatrical film was done by just the tv crew with no upgrade in terms of quality from the from the uh, from the syndicated show to the to the big screen whatever transformers still animated by toei animation but holy shit they gave it to the a team they were like okay guys it's off of this you know the week week jb team we're gonna give it to these guys and they just cranked it right up right and so that's the thing. I, I feel like that if you're trying to explain to someone, you know, like that you're into 
you know, this Transformers cartoon or whatever, it's much easier to put this movie on and say, here you go versus, you know, an episode of the G1 cartoon and, and whatnot. And, um, you know, just the themes and all that type of thing were just, you know, much like that further along, I guess, than, you know, just the regular cartoon. I felt like as a kid watching it that they upped the ante significantly. I mean, they did. They killed off characters. They killed off right. Prime. You know, it, it. and I think that's one of the reasons why this has more staying power than, say, the G.I. Joe movie. You know, Duke didn't really die in the G.I. Joe movie. Yeah, they, they did a similar thing where they introduced new characters, but it didn't have the weight that this movie did. And as much as people complain about, like, Oh my God, I cried. My childhood was ruined because you killed Optimus Prime. It's like, uh, yeah, you know, but you remember it and it sticks with you and you rewatch it over and over again. And how many people can say that about the G.I. Joe movie? Now, granted, I am not a gigantic G.I. Joe fan, but that, that's not something that I will watch over and over. I'll watch the intro credits to the G.I. Joe movie because that's awesome. But as a whole, the G.I. Joe movie, I kind of, you know, meh. Well, that's kind of what I was thinking about with this episode is, is that, um, you know, cause I heard that sentiment a lot and from people that like weren't, you know, were just, you know, not necessarily the crazy transformer fans. They were just, you know, general fans of, you know, eighties properties and whatnot. And they had talked about the fact that they used to watch the transformers cartoon and whatnot. And then, they go to the theater, they're excited about the Transformers movie, and then, oh my god, you know, all the, their favorite characters die, and it spoiled them for the brand, and they, like, quit watching the series. And so that's where I kind of, the spin I kind of want to go with tonight, you know, besides just talking about the movie in general, was, like, it, is it something that, did it help the brand continue on? Or was it something that, like, where, you know, we may have gotten, um, you know, more years of, of the G1 cartoon had, like, they just continued on with the uh, original cast rather than killing them off? I, I want to say on that note, the talk of the school when school got back in in 86 was was the movie and oh shit they killed everybody blah 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 blah. and then five faces of darkness happened and it wasn't like some fever dream the movie time skipped the series and all these characters are just gone now and they've been replaced by green helicopter man and red car leader guy and you know we knew their names obviously but it was like where are blue streak and mirage and huffer and bombshell and whoever they're just gone you know um and I, and I remember kids in the schoolyard, you know, figuratively speaking, just saying, I'm done bailing. I don't like these characters. The toys are not what I want the, to the, to the futuristic cartoon or the futuristic alt mode. Look, they weren't into it. They were into cars that you can see on the street that turned into robots. They weren't into green block thing that turns into helicopter green block thing that turns into green block robot, man. I was into that shit. But not everyone else was. And I and I watched my friends one by one bail on Transformers until I was like the last kid standing. Um, so, yeah. Well, and the other thing I wonder, too, is that, um, you know, a lot of the Transformers, like all the characters you talked about are all more expensive price point 
characters. So like if you're trying to go to the store to get, you know, whatever, like, oh, I just saw Ultra Magnus, like he's really cool, like I really love him. And then you go to the store and it's, I, I don't know how much, what the, whatever the price point was 30. back in the day, $30, whatever. 30. You're like, well, I can't get like $30. That's Christmas present. That's birthday present. That's not like, oh, hey, mom, just run to the store. Like, but when I had Bumblebee, I could have just ran to the store and it was always oh, five bucks or whatever, you know, the. But, but now you had Wheelie. And on that oh. note, Wheelie was the only one that was at the, the entry mini vehicle price point that was available in stores that you saw on TV screens. However, infrequently, you didn't see a hubcap or a swerve or tailgate or pipes was on occasionally. Uh, who else? Outback hubcap never showed up. I'm sorry. Outback. Outback. Thank you. Uh, he was on what? Four episodes in season three. And I think only two of them were speaking roles. Uh, but I mean, Australia does exist in outer space. It, it does. It does. That's a, that's a Nebulan accent. They they established okay. that in Cybertron 25 years real time later or whatever. Um, but yeah, the 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 kid friendly price point people frequently weren't on the show unless they were combiner limbs. And the combiners did show up in season three. Um, I don't know. Yeah, but all the ones that you had just spent all of your money on and asked for for Christmas and agonized over for birthdays and Christmas for the last two two and a half years, they're all dead literally dead and they're going to have an episode where they revisit their corpses and yeah your friends are dead have fun with that kids jazz made it he did but then scabbin crothers didn't make it so then jazz became monka spenka and never was seen again yep monka but he was in the uh he was in the end credits from his little scene in five faces of darkness yes he was he's always got a little taste of jazz Yep, but that's yeah. that's Monka. I mean, in the end credits, it's it's not speaking; he's just running and transforming. So, dude, I don't want to hear about your head cannon. That is Monka Spanka. Okay. Um, I feel like with my friends, they they were into it. Like my friend, I saw the movie in the theater with one of my best friends. We walked out of that theater just like, bah! like my cousins are around the same age as me. I was super jealous that that my you know they got um, like Hot Rod and then I think one of the, I think Hot Rod and Blur they got for Christmas that year and I don't I got Galvatron um, and so like I was I was super jealous that they got the heroes like Galvatron was cool but like his, his mode his, his alt modes weren't the most fun to play with as a kid uh, as opposed to super fast race cars um, but he had elbows. Yeah, to me, what I think like diminished, what I think diminished Transformers a little bit was Ninja Turtles. I would say would be the thing that kind of killed Transformers for a lot of my friends. I I moved in in the summer of 1989, and and before I moved, like a couple years before, there were a couple friends, myself included, that were still hanging on to Transformers through headmasters in 87 and into 88 with, you know, uh, the pretenders and whatnot. Um, but when I moved from Alaska to Arkansas in the summer of 89, getting to Arkansas and trying to make friends and all that stuff, you know, I was eight. No one gave a shit about transformers. They were all into turtles. That's all they cared about. There was no bleed over. There was no care. Transformers. Where where, where are you from? And it's like transformers. They're they're the best. Robots in disguise and cool, but no, no, it was, it was 
dead by then. So, I don't know. Yeah, there was there was a sea change where there was a definite. I mean, obviously the cartoon was done by by '89, but, uh, but there was a sea change in, in that, children's attitudes. You just had that with a lot of those '80s toys. I mean, Masters of the Universe was gigantic, and then it just yeah. it just tanked. You know, GI Joe and Transformers it. had much longer shelf lives, like literally being on the shelves for much longer. Um, and, and yeah, I mean, it just, they, they had much better staying power. They, they, I think both, you know, Transformers especially was able to do new things to sort of rebrand themselves. Um, but I think the dark side of Transformers, I don't know if that's a bad thing because my friends and, and cousins that were into GI Joe, like they got big into the comic books and it's like, Oh yeah. You like quick kick. Yeah. He's dead in the comic book. Yeah. The, the, the cartoon. No, no, no. He's, He's dead. Don't don't worry about what happened in the cartoon. Like he got blown up real good in the in the comic book. Like this is the real thing. So there was there was certainly a hunger for that sort of darker, edgier, consequence filled side of of the these brands. And Transformers gave it to us in this movie, and GI Joe gave it to the kids in the comics. GI Joe gave it to the kids in the comics after years of killing off high than die characters, people who were introduced just to die in that issue. Oh, here's you know generic guy like mangler mangler was an issue of special missions he showed up was introduced he's going to be the new joe and they like make him seem super cool and then they kill him at the end of the issue in issue 108 of the main a real american hero line i think uh, uh, book i think it was 90 1990 91 uh they killed seven joes seven named toy joes in that issue alone they killed off a bunch of vehicle drivers heavy metal and 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 crankcase and I'm 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 gonna forget the, oh, and thunder and then they killed off breaker who's one of the original thirteen and uh, crazy legs and I'm losing it uh, quick kick died there and but yeah so Larry Hama and people were asking for it and had been for years in the letters pages like when are we gonna have realistic war because war has consequences and war has casualties and this is you know ninety ninety one four or five years after Transformers the movie had killed a bunch of robots. They didn't kill a bunch of Joes in the G.I. Joe movie. G.I. Joe movie was animated and written first and had to be like changed in production because of the negative backlash after it got like pushed a year. After Prime died and was dead dead, they had to change Duke so he wasn't dead dead. You know? He was just so sleeping. He was just he's 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 gone into a coma. Duke is awake now and everything is fine, but we won't show him. Goodbye. <laughs> okay, cool. So I, I don't know the 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 value of consequential death in in our in our animated properties or comic book properties. It it varies in, in terms of the the weight uh, for the reader and or for the viewer. And I guess it depends on your age too, because there were kids that were messed up by Prime and Ironhide being brutally freaking murdered on screen. Uh, and then the kids that weren't watching the life, like almost literally ebb out of Prowl's face. Although, I mean, the light literally dies in primes. You can see him flicker yeah. out. Like there he goes. And then his corpse turns, corpse turns gray. And it's like, Oh, Oh, well, okay. That's, that's, yeah. I've, I've, said, was on fire. I've said this a few times, but like that, you know, you watch an entire genocide of a race on a planet to start the, the movie. And you, and it like, you're like, what? Oh my goodness. And then, you know, 
here comes the the rock music. You're kind of like, oh, okay, everything's cool, I guess, right? And then that moment where he shoots Prowl, and instead of like, bing, you know, or whatever you're expecting, like, oh, and knock over or something, it goes through him, and you're like, oh, <laughs> like that. And is- his face erupts. Like smoke and yeah. fire come out of his face. It's like, I was, oh, no. I mean, I was, I think, it, I wish I could, like, see myself in the theater, because I'm sure I just, like, had the, like, big, widest eyes I've ever had in my life when that happened. I was just like, oh, no. <laughs> this is a real movie. This is, oh, no. You're like, if, if there were seatbelts in the theater chair, I would have put them on very quickly right then. And He, he didn't die. So. He's just vaping. Oh, that dude. Man, I mean, this movie was so awesome. It's just unreal. It's the biggest, like, happy accident, I feel like, of all sci-fi 80s culture things. Because, like, they didn't know. I mean, they thought they were just moving on to the next phase of the brand. They didn't really, like, they weren't thinking, like, oh, man, in 10 years, this is going to you know, this is it wasn't a long play, you know. It it turned out to be one. You you can't you can't plan this sort of thing. It's like a zeitgeist black swan moment and you know, the world's never been I mean the world. Like the you know, we've we've never been the same. Right. And the toy industry hasn't either. And this is why I'm they sure. kill they kill Optimus Prime all the time because now it's a yeah. trope. Exactly. They set that set the tone for oh, Prime dies and comes back. Prime uh, he's 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 robot Jesus or something. Hmm. That's not what I want. Okay, whatever. Give me some toys. I'm sure Judd Nelson didn't think when he was recording those lines that 30 years later he'd be doing conventions uh, for for that role. Doing conventions. I'm sure he was excited about that. <laughs> he was doing lots of things while at the convention. Yeah. yeah, he certainly was. <laughs> I wasn't there. I've just heard stories. So. Oh, it's on it's on YouTube. It's it's out there. Yeah. There's, there's enough evidence, but but yeah, joking aside, I'm sure the vast majority of people involved in that did not think they were making this cult classic, you know, film that would be disregarded. Nope, because it was just a job for everyone, you know. I mean, yeah, Peter, maybe you know, but like, how soon when they when they made the first season of g1 like did was it concurrent with this or it was, was it concurrent like with the start of production of the movie yeah that's why most of the season two characters aren't there the only season two characters that you do see that were season two e two characters or are, are the the coneheads which were already in the pipe and uh and hauler hauler shows up you know uh during the the final exchange during battle uh the battle of autobot city before devastator rips open the wall or whatever uh the defenses are broken but uh, yeah, and and even like Siskel and Ebert had made a comment on that when they reviewed Transformers the movie. They said something to the effect of, "Oh, this Transformers movie it went into production to capitalize on the release of the GoBots movie, which had come out a couple of months prior." But the GoBots movie was like animated in an afternoon in Burbank, and the Transformers movie had been in production for two years in Japan. So, mm. well, the world wasn't really ready for anime back then, and. I was thinking about this a lot the past few days and I kind of went on this weird eighties anime kick and I, maybe a lot of people consider this, but like transformers, a movie is definitely an anime. Yeah, absolutely. Like it's all, you know, it's like 
fronted by American companies and meant for American audiences, but it's like kind of the first, maybe maybe not the first, but it was like a completely Japanese-driven stylistic thing from their culture that we like transposed, just like the toy line, really. Yeah, we ganked it. It was ours. Like now, it's like we swooped all the toys, and then we're like, now you need to make this, make a cartoon based on this. Go. Here's all of our our production materials. Just make it. Do it. Do it your way. Yeah, and and that's that to me is like the magic of the whole thing because it could have been like the GoBots movie. It could have just been a afterthought, but no, like there was real passion put in it. I mean, I guess I liked Nelson Shin should probably get some props. You know, he's the he, he was he the get, director really. He's, He's the director of the film, and then he owns Acom Animation, so he gets props for the movie, and then he gets negative points for season three, uh, and and the nonsense that was going on with. I'm sure he, he got a sweet deal. Like I directed the movie, I should get the next full season minus the seven or eight episodes that Toei is going to do. And then you know, Sunbow was like, "Yeah, you can have it. That's fine." And then almost all the Acom stuff looks awful, just awful. It looks like GoBots. Oh boy, I'm sure they saved a lot of money and made a lot of money, but man, season three would have looked better and felt better if it looked and felt like season one. Agreed. Agreed. And I think that's something that you you look at the reviews and the the, the critics' response to this movie, like, oh, it's just a big advertisement. It's like that's what all toy all all cartoons were at the time were giant advertisements for for toys like i mean i I don't know i I get it like is it is it a good advertisement for the toy um you know that's almost how you i think you need to judge some of this stuff like does it motivate you know the kids to go out there and do what it's trying to do which is sell toys for me it certainly did um but does it does it have substance beyond that like you know, my wife watched this in the theaters with me and my son when it was in the theaters you know, a couple of years back. And she was just like, this is nonsense. Like, I, I get it. It's nonsense. But it just. It's, it's one of these movies that if you look at it scene by scene, there are scenes that are really fun and really entertaining. And then the connective tissue between the scenes is like, that's eh, pretty weak. I mean, I guess so. I maybe I've, I just know it by heart so much that like right. my brain connects any dots that aren't there. But like, like what exactly do you think is missing, or like what is nonsensical? I mean, the, there's some crazy time skips and stuff, but yes, uh, like like the Decepticons are instantly in the atmosphere of Earth after they left another planet a million, but they used a space bridge, didn't they? Warp gate. Yeah, yeah, just just explain it with the space bridge. It's fine. Yeah, sci-fi talk. Just just sci-fi talk. Um, I, I think that is part of it. Is is you know how much these interstellar space travel is just like ah oh, yeah we got there really quick, and um, it, you know this is a movie that feels like should be taking place over the matter of like a week or so, and probably takes place in a matter of a few hours. Um, that that is that is definitely like. A good criticism, I, I think. Yeah. You know, for, from a, from an adult standpoint, yeah, they they if you were in the world of Game of Thrones, they jetpacked all over the universe in this yeah. in this movie. But um, 
as a kid, like, you know, it totally worked in my brain. Yeah. You, who cared? You got, you got to the next action sequence and that's what you really cared about. Right. Yeah. I mean, <clears throat> I don't know. Movies for kids and adults are two different things, you know? Yeah. Well, it's just like Star Wars, you know? Yeah. Put in the, turn on the warp drive. Okay. You know, like, I guess. Light speed. You know, Dumbass. Whatever. Are, oh, aren't warp drives in Star Trek? Star Trek, yeah. Filthy casual. Whatever. <laughs> it's all the same made up bullshit. <laughs> Go back like to your farm fields in Iowa, you hick. Got plenty of warp drives out there. Did, did we lose Peter? Or did he? He said uh, be right he back. T- he had to take uh, a quick one. Got it. Yeah. <clears throat> Well, are, are there any other examples, Phil, you can think of from just, I, I don't know, it just it was interesting that you said that, and I'm like, oh, what is he actually talking about? Like, what is the, the, the junkie on scene and party to her was really like, what is happening? And why is this happening? What is, <laughs> that they all just start dancing? Yes. <laughs> yeah. Okay. yeah. You know, like, but my son was like practically dancing in the aisles of, of the movie theater at that point. So he was having a grand old time. So again, she is not the target audience. She is, is jaded and, and never liked this stuff to begin with. Uh, I was shocked when she said she'd come with us to go see it. Really didn't anticipate that response being positive. Um, but, but no, she hung out and watched it with us. And, and I think it was one of those things that, you know, she, she didn't necessarily enjoy herself, but she enjoyed seeing our son have so much fun. Um, and, and I think he had seen it before, maybe not all the way through with me, like, in, you know, just, just watching it on TV. But um, it, it, it was, uh, yeah, it's, it's not a perfect movie. And I don't think anyone who's a fan of it tries to claim it as such. But it is, when you compare it to its peers, it's it's so much better than what its peers were. And there were a lot of peers, like Peter just mentioned, the GoBots movie, the G.I. Joe movie, you know, even for, for more girly brands, you know, the, the, the Care Bears, the My Little Pony movies. Like, they did this a lot in the 80s. And, you know, yeah, most of those things lost their company's money. Um, this one, you know, probably up front did. I think, you know, once you start looking at VHS sales, this movie probably made Hasbro, you know, and, and, and the production company some cash. But, um, yeah, it, 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 you know, the vast majority of those movies don't have the staying power that this one did. Again, I might be wrong because I don't, I'm not like the, maybe the My Little Pony fan base is like, no, dude, that 80s movie's rocks. If you disparage it, we will come and hunt you down. Um, you know, so I, I don't know that fan base as well. They do know the Transformers fan base, but this is not a movie that the Transformers fan base looks at with much, um, much negative, you know, aspects unless you're a, you know, a younger fan who, who didn't live it. Well, I mean, over the years, this has to have been a profitable decision. Oh, yeah. I mean, this, it, without this movie, we wouldn't be here today. It's like... Yeah, they re-release I mean, it all the they, time now. Right. Yeah. I mean, so they, even they don't do that every, every few years to lose money on it. I mean, they, you know... Right. Long term, it has to have been a really good investment. And I'm saying beyond that, like... It is an invaluable asset to Hasbro. Yeah. Well, and I think once again, you know, like you said, like you can you can point to like Star Wars, you know, that's 
the original movies, but I mean, those are a different beast, but like, you can't really point to many other movies, you know, that are 35 years old. Like, I mean, most of the stuff from the eighties just did not age that well. So, I mean, the the fact that this even holds up and that we're even, you know, going to the theaters to see it again, um, you know, whenever it comes out, it's like, are you, are you going to go see it with the fathom event? Uh, probably. I mean, it just depends on, you know, what's going on with COVID at the time, but, uh, tentatively, uh, our local transformers group is, is planning to, when the fathom one comes out that we're going to see it. Are you guys planning on Chicago or? We haven't, no one's brought it up. It's, it comes out on my birthday, (laughs) but I, I probably won't. I mean, I've seen it a billion times. I bought the Blu-ray, but I can't really watch it right now. I mean, I, I would go as a social thing. That's it. I don't, right. like, need to go support or anything. The brand, like, they're good. <laughs> right. But it would be it would be kind of fun, I think. It, it would be kind of fun. But, yeah, yeah with 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 the COVID stuff, it's like, a, it's like I, I really don't care that much to see it 127th time or, so, or whatever it is. Easily over 1,000 for me. Easily. Easily. I used to watch Four that. Four digits. Uh, yeah. Easily. Um, I might go. What's the runtime on that? 78 minutes or something. It's really short. Well, having seen it so many times, Peter, are there, are there any like lesser known parts or things that happen in a scene or anything that like you would feel are, are worth pointing out that people might not have noticed? Beachcombers in the movie. Not sure if I knew that off the top of my head. Beachcomber's in the movie, and the last time you see him, it's not the last time he shows up in the series, but the last time you see him in the movie, he's on the conveyor getting ready to be dropped into the acid in Unicron. And there's also another Bumblebee animated behind Bumblebee. So is that Bumper? Mm-hmm. Does Bumper die in the movie? I don't know, whatever. Neat. So Peter, by the way, I just did some quick math, and you've spent 54 days watching this movie. <laughs> I would spend way more than that if I were given the chance. You have you have spent almost two months of your life just watching this movie, and that's if your thousand is the under versus you know going would, somewhere over. I would say that's the under. I would, I yeah, I was yeah, yeah. The, the, there's one. The the first time I saw it in a theater, like since the first time I saw it in the theater when I was a kid, I did notice a few things, and the and the one thing I can remember that like I remember is that when the the revenge is flying away from Unicron. Cyclonus is flying up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But Galvatron is actually on the front of the ship, like yeah. like going like this. Like he's, he's like not, standing on the front of. He's not going like this. His arms are down, but he's he's clearly oh, he standing is? there. Okay. He's, yeah, those he's are his shoulder there. pylons, if anything. Yeah, okay. but he's he's, yeah. he's clearly there on the front of the ship. Yeah, that's that that was something like that was a detail I had never seen until it was like you know huge in front of me in a theater, and I was like, holy. Holy cow! <laughs> Didn't think there was anything new in this movie, but th- there's plenty of stuff to, that like jumps out after many many watches. Well, like on the original, on the on the VHS print at least, there was that when Unicron's processing Lithone and he's like chomping in the electricity. There's that sound blur because yeah. and when it finally came out on VHS in the mid '90s, when they when the the shit version was released at long last. They fixed it, 
And so in my head, even now, it sounds wrong because yep. it it should be <laughs> as the music continues. <laughs> Paul and I have discussed that same exact thing multiple times. It's just is, it's one of those things. It's burned into your memory, and you can't get it out. Like what's, what's funny is I thought I had kind of a, a jinky VHS copy of it, um, and that's why that sound was there. Nope, that was everyone's. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Yeah, that's great, because I know exactly what you mean. What else? Is there anything else? I mean, the, the, the chin beard disappearing and reappearing on Unicron... Um, eject and rewind both flickering colors as they hop out of blaster uh, obvious double frenzy if we're doing cartoon frenzy color rules um, I don't know I mean there's also we could talk about animation errors but there are just literally hundreds in the film um, I'm, I'm trying to fix them but it's such a long process and I've started over multiple times because they keep coming up with better versions of the, of the source material. I'm like, ah, it's like twice as big now. I can fix it. I, I mean, to be, to be fair, Paul, like these new versions are coming out like every five years. It's not like it's, uh, they're coming well, out right after each other. This, this is, <laughs> yeah, I mean, this has been a multi-year project and I've lost, like I fix the, the best scene I fixed was I fixed reject or, eject and rewind in that scene i Mm. I, and i was like and it looked so awesome when it was done i was like oh my god this all tracks and it's like exactly the right dudes but i guess i like my laptop got stolen in like 2008 or 2009 out of my car and i think that's where i lost that that finished scene so it's you're gonna find that thumbstick in in the year 20 thousand five no i I won't it's gone i have some of my original renders but like that one is is really gone just um, kidding thumbsticks in 2008 were only two megs (laughs) but like i wanted to do it for uh a bot like a botcon and like see if they would let me like finish it you know like redo or redo redux or whatever the film and like see if they would let me show it you know, like the blue-haired in, in lawyer the is going to come in and give you that C and D, man. He's going to be like, yeah. Yeah. let him, let him try. someday, someday I'll get it done. I have a few good well, scenes. I mean, Botcon is coming back, I think. So, or kind of. That's <laughs> a different show. I'm Sad just hoping it, we get TFCon still this year. Yeah. Yeah, Oof. with with Delta doing what it's doing, I'm like, I say I want to see the movie in theaters next month, but I'm in Florida and it's it is a shit show. Again, again, we're setting daily records, like blowing out last year's daily records when it was, uh, you know, the surge and all that stuff. Holy crap, our state is stupid. And my governor is a freaking dumbass. I mean, at least, at least, well, no, wait, TFCon's not in Chicago. It's in uh, Baltimore. Baltimore. Right? Baltimore. So, yeah, I don't know. We'll see. Yeah. So, so one thing that I was curious about, we're, we're at the point now for anniversaries where it's like, who gives a crap about 35? Like when you talk about like 35th anniversary, like no one, no one really cares. Like once you get past 20, 25, I feel like then you kind of start going by decade. So like, and even then it's like, will they give us something new at the 40th anniversary, especially if there isn't, you're probably right. But if there isn't any kind of technological upgrade, I don't like, I'm not getting, I didn't get the 4k version. 
Well, if, um, if someone could fix all the animation errors and give them to the studio, maybe that would be worth releasing. Well, someone needs something... to actually do their job instead of doing their job, and, and, and then you can fix it. Is that something, because Sunbow doesn't exist anymore, and it's not a Marvel Productions thing anymore. The, the, the animation itself belongs to Toei, but does it? it? It becomes a really complicated like legal snafu as to... I mean, ultimately, ownership of the brand is is Hasbro. So whoever would be working on the movie would have to go through them and 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 yeah. let their lawyers do the wrangling. I'm sure Rick would have all sorts of insight on that process um, and the hurdles that go along with it. I don't know if you guys know, but he he used to be the brand manager uh, for for Transformers, and he's a he's a he's a he's a cast member of the show, and we love him. And uh, he would have been good to have on today. Um, no way. Yeah, I know. I jaw dropper. I know. I know. I just, I just like to share these things. Um, like Bruce Wayne. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I, I can't imagine what they would do for a 40th anniversary, other than just repackage it again, 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 and get our money because yes. some of us can't resist. Hopefully, in another five years, we'll be able to resist. Well, there's not <laughs> but, really like what new could they do unless they do like another retro commentary you know with with different people like i don't know if you ever the 20th anniversary had the the commentary with like Susan Blue and Flint Dilly and and Nelson Shin of all, which i Nelson thought Shin. was pretty cool yep. that's and worth Cullen. a listen yeah and, and there's a fan the fan site in uh one as well which i mean it's pretty cool so they would have to like create like new content like that because there's nothing left on the cutting room floor. I mean, there's just nothing there. You make it make it three D. <laughs> I, I mean, I I'm, I'm not first. kidding. I, you know, I say that you know with with some tongue in cheek, but like, you know, the three D technology where you'll be able to put on like VR glasses, goggles, whatever, and 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 watch it as like a VR three D sort of thing. Like, maybe that's not in five years, but maybe for the forty fifth anniversary. That's a thing. I don't know, man. Sure. I don't either. Yeah. Yeah. I, no stupid someone, ideas here. On, someone on Instagram, and I've seen it shared on a Facey page or whatever, has been animating the unused um, screenplay scenes from the Battle of Autobot City. Uh, Mirage shooting bombshell in the back. The other stuff involving Devastator fighting Smokescreen and Magnus and Red Alert. Uh, Red Alert getting shot and killed. Just all that stuff that has been in in, in, in screenplay form. Or, I'm sorry, storyboard, storyboard form. form yeah. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm speaking. Uh, yeah, the storyboards that have been out forever and ever. Those were those have been out in, in the public for a while. But someone's actually animating them and making them look. They're not, like, obviously movie quality. But it's fun to see them you know, in, in action, if you will. Doesn't so Ultra Magnus use his shoulder rockets in that? Yep. Yeah. And fighting Devastator. Yep. Yep. <laughs> I mean, that, that would, that would be cool if they just said, you know what, we're going to, we're going to commission new footage, just make new footage. And like, we're going to do our damnedest to make it look retro. That make would be seamless. awesome. Make, try and make it as seamless as possible. Fit it in. I mean, and, and that's the thing is like the movie is only whatever, 78 minutes ish it doesn't even hit the 90 minute mark because there were entire chunks of the plot that were ripped out of like blaster and those guys running off to do something involving the tentacles of Unicron that were sucking the energy from earth. 
I don't know. It's in like earlier draft stuff and it just got dropped completely and then they didn't replace it with anything. So the movie's short. So it would be neat to, I mean, even the, the Lucas, you keep saying Transformers, the animated movie. When I hear Transformers animated movie, I hear Transformers animated and then they never made an animated movie. But I know what you're saying. The time that it was called Transformers, the animated movie was when IDW did their comic book retelling or whatever of it back in 2006 2007 and it was called transformers the animated movie it was 2007 because it was concurrent with the uh, the first bay, bay bay movie i believe but they plugged in just a, a throwaway not throwaway line they're like what where's where where's superion and where's defensor and where's omega supreme why are we caught so unawares you know the uh, the autobot city being attacked like this and then the scene shifts over to the arc you know, in, in the volcano headquarters and like Omega Supreme, Defensor and Superion are there like fending off an attack. I don't know if you guys talked on this. School starts tomorrow, so I wasn't I missed. I wandered off for a second. Uh, the, the combiners and Omega Supreme are warding off an attack from the Decepticon combiners who also weren't in the movie, uh, barring Devastator. So that well, explains scrambling the city. Right. Yeah. <coughs> so that explains like where. Yeah, where that's that's was. that was a cool touch in that. Comic. Yeah. That was- so what you're saying is is that we need the Snyder cut of the Transformers the animated movie. Release the Dilly cut. <clears throat> the the Dilly cut. So um so so Ron had that same idea, but he said that uh, they'll have to uh, re-record the voices uh, with the War for Cybertron cast. Yeah, it'll go well over that 78 minute mark. We'll be into like three hours. That will be as long as the Snyder cut <laughs> if they do that. Yeah, j- just the voices alone. I like this Why? idea, though. Vince, Vince, away your life. So Vince is still around. He can make new tracks because it would really suck if they did that and like just you know duplicated like existing score. Although there is there are there is extra score that wasn't in the film. Yeah, the, like the legacy track and there's there's a bunch of stuff that, and he's released variations on things and done like medleys and things that are worth a listen. So if if yeah. you want, you should check that stuff out. Um. But yeah, I'm sure if you just like said, "Hey, you want to? We can hire you for this this gig, make it work." And he would he would go for it. Yeah, I, I feel like if Hasbro were to do that, like do this soon, because some of these people are already dead. And that list of people who were involved in this movie, and how many of them are still alive, is going to continue to shrink. Blur still out there. We can do the blur scene. <laughs> yeah. We can't. Magnus has no more lines. Uh, nope. Blur, Hot Rod, RC. Springer. Be, if Hot Rod has more lines, it'll be like, whoa, he aged like 30 years in a scene and he's back. Why does again. he have a smoker's cough now? <laughs> this is great. I, th- you have to do all the scenes with him as Rodimus just so it kind of makes sense <laughs> that he sounds older. Oh, Rodimus Prime. Yeah. Yeah. I like this. This is fun. Like this is like the 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 concept of new movie stuff that would actually be new to us. Like that's exciting to me. Just even to think about that. Oh wow, that could be possible. That would be so neat. I mean, I think that's one thing that's a big difference between this franchise and say Star Wars. Is Star Wars has had one continuity. They've sort of rebooted it, you know, a couple times. Um, you know, you've had all the expanded stuff that doesn't always fit, but, but Transformers continuously reboots their continuity. So you don't get this, 
you know, oh, and what about this part of the story? What about that part of the story? Um, it, it, it doesn't it doesn't work like that sort of thing. So it's it's you know, this is kind of what we have to do is these little pipe dreams. Well, it's unfortunately a story, a fiction second brand. You know, that's yeah, yeah, the difference. I mean, Masters of the Universe is revisiting their original story. I enjoyed the Motu reboot. And for our thoughts on Kingdom, tune in to our previous episode. Was it previous episode? I think was it was the last, last one? one. Yeah, yeah, Neat. it was last week's. Yeah. We all had glowing, glowing opinions of it. It, it certainly kept us all conscious the entire time. Good. I saw something. I saw something fan made that was like just for fun, but it like kind of got me excited. It was like a like a Game Boy Advance pixelated um, version of Unicron. The scene where you know Megatron floats into Unicron, and it was like a little. It, it was an animated GIF someone made, but it, it was mm-hmm. cool because it had like a little voice, like a little window pops up, and it's Unicron, and it says like. Like his lines, like it's like a, a cut scene for an RPG or something. And it was like, question mark, question mark, question mark. I've summoned you here for a purpose. And then Megatron, Megatron's thing comes up and he says, who said that? And then he becomes, uni- you know, says his name, Unicron and stuff. I was like, oh, that would be a fun game. You're grounded. Yeah, I don't get the lines, but whatever. It was, it was such a cool thing because I've always wished they would do some sort of just play by play, scene by scene video game of this movie. Like, I know they did it for like the warriors, the movie, the warriors I made mean, a whole th- game where you, you run through and play out the movie. And I was like, Oh my God, I wish they would do that for transformers. The movie, but they, they, they the battle, Autobot, you... you could run around Autobot city during the battle and do all sorts of cool stuff that, you know, didn't happen in the movie, but could have. And then Unicron just comes and says, Hey guys. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you put in the Contra code and that's what happens. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you know, there's a lot of, you know, video games that are doing that sort of thing now. So, I don't know. I don't know if those kinds of video games are kind of cheaper and easier to make, or if I just don't know anything about video games, which is accurate. Um, but but it seems like that would not be the hardest thing to do. I, don't, I also don't know anything about video games, and I... I consistently wonder why we don't have a good game. I tried to like Devastation. I really tried to like Devastation, but it wasn't. I was going to say, I mean, I feel like Devastation was kind of the, you know, I don't know, like it, it, a little bit of a G1 art style. And, and I mean, it felt a little bit like a like an episode of, of Transformers. Not exactly, but. It tried it tried really hard to be a love letter to G1, and it and it was not. <laughs> Not to me, anyway. It, it was too big and too epic, and took the. It, 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 if you want to do a G one game, slot it into the movie, retell the movie, retell an episode, or slot something in between nineteen eighty five and two thousand five. Do yeah. do something in that middle area where all the characters are already there, you know, and just have fun with it. Make it not consequence free. You know, add some weight to it's add some weight to it, but 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 have fun with it. Yeah. I feel like the war for Cybertron and fall of Cybertron games sort of did that, where it's like, right, we're going to do a game during Cybertronian times. You're going to have these G1 characters, but this is not part of a story that has been explored to that extent. And, and I thoroughly, thoroughly enjoyed both those games. 
Yeah. I mean, it, se- it seems like now that it, as games, the cost of developing games is, is much higher than it used to be. It's I, I feel like that Hasbro's kind of went the route of, you know, mobile games and things like that. Um, I don't know. I, I never even touched whatever that last game is that just came out. Um, what do you know what I'm talking about? Oh, the God. One came the out one that came out in the last year? Yeah. I don't oh. remember what the name is. The Cyberverse game? The, the yeah. one that came out on Switch? Yeah, I bought that and threw it in a tote. <laughs> yeah. It did not look yeah, I, good, so. I don't remember if I even saw any gameplay you know trailers for that yeah and then when's the new games coming out that's like the pokemon game kind of like that ball yeah that's, that's... oh heavy metal whatever yeah. heavy metal war or something yeah. i, I saw something on twitter hmm? I said What's i want sammy hagar to do the theme soundtrack for that can't do 55 no like Heavy metal. Yeah, I, I call it heavy metal. Yeah, um, I saw something on Twitter. Speaking of game-ish looking stuff, it, and speaking of VR type, like what the, that's a, like a string. I don't know what that is. Anyway, um, someone's animating like 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 the G1 toys running around in like real world VR situations. That would be a fun game. I would play the yeah. hell out of a five-inch tall Optimus Prime toy that drove around a playground or had to get across the street to take a donut to a whoever you know it was like toy story meets 80s transformers yeah i would play the hell out of that i think it's 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 kitschy enough and quirky enough and looks fun enough to keep my attention for more than most of the modern games would make make a bunch of little mini games and every month you come out with a new mini game that'll cost you seven eight bucks with new characters and new toys to play with. That way you're playing with your Gem 1 toys. You don't have to spend a fortune on the Gem 1 toys. And, yeah, keep our interest. Yeah. They, they, they get to the ultimate, like, you know, ultimate, like, man, this thing's really been popular. We're, we're bringing in Quick Switch. It's a six-week epic that each week you get a new a different mode. mode of Quick Switch. <laughs> I mean, Does his head break off as a bonus? They did. I mean, I I know they've had a few of the characters where you can like scan them into games. I think wasn't so R.I.D. did that. I think. Yeah, Red Fifteen did it. Yeah. Yeah. But I didn't play that one either. I don't know. Yeah, no, I, didn't I thought that was a cool idea. Yeah. At New York Comic Con, I designed my character for that uh, video game that they never made for that. That. Uh, it came out. Thing. It came yeah. out in China. Yeah. Oh. Okay. It never came out in the states. Yeah. And a few of us, yeah, signed up for stuff and you know, design characters and then just like. Yeah. Well, they they had a big big like promotional display for it in New York Comic Con that year, and I have I don't I don't normally go to New York Comic Con. I don't. I've only been to it once, and that was that year that had a. I don't want to say life size prowl, but it was like as tall as me prowl from that movie or that game um 13 right no it was 11 it was 2011 yeah it was 2011 because i went to san diego in 2010 i went to new york comic-con in 2011 
got talked into a timeshare while we were in New York and then did that timeshare vacation to Hawaii in 2012. So I remember my Hawaii vacation in 2012. That's why I can backtrack that. Okay. Yeah. So I guess the beta was released, but it didn't actually get released after the beta. That's not the beta Zelda. movie. Z- no, Zelda was game. saying he was part of the U.S. beta for the online. So Paul was just giving weird looks, so I think he thought we were talking about the beta movie again. We were talking about Betamax earlier, so I was very that, confused. That was right. earlier, you know, circling back around here. So. Yeah. We jumped, uh, what, some, some 25 years in the Transformer uh, timeline there, Paul. Yeah, I see. Sorry, I'm just trying to find this pixel art thing I was talking about because it was so cool. But now it's like that's the problem with social media. You see it and it's gone. Yeah. Peter, earlier, uh, like you went to go get some stuff. Like what were you getting? Oh, yeah, I got I got this. It's um, it's it's a folder with uh, the pre-production materials. It's a it's a press kit. It's a press kit. It's a press kit from the movie and uh it it includes uh well i, I mean this i don't is know for the gobots movie is what wait a gobots like, right? that, that's not what, what we're talking about up. oh this this is not the movie we're talking about <laughs> no it's a press kit it's it's got it's got first gobots movie they they, they boldly say the first gobots movie is to open march 21st as though there's going to be another gobots movie <laughs> and it's got i mean it's this i don't know it's, it's nice like paper it's quality stuff uh i don't know hannah barbera invented the jetsons yogi bear and the flintstones it shows that we're not toy derivative our tradition is not to base shows on toys so all this is a new thing for us but we try to make gobots distinctly their own character so it wouldn't be a show derived from toys and they talk about how it's a science fiction epic uh it literally says that this yeah, not it also says, toys. yeah, it also says uh, <laughs> uh, the, the, the writer, interview with the writer, uh, it says 1985 could very well be described as the year of transforming robots with GoBots <laughs> leading the way. Um, it has, oh, they were right. you, you cast list and it has some, you know, everything says Clubhouse Pictures, which is the, the company that released it. It's in this delightful folder from Clubhouse Pictures, which has all the, you know, the watermarks and things on it uh what else oh there's some there's some these photo stock pictures from the show or from the movie of, of, of not actual like they're just like pre-production photos of mm. like concepts and things some of these things i mean they're not these aren't like cells or anything from uh, the film they're just depictions of scenes that happen at various points in the film, the, the, you know, the transforming robots film and these pictures. Yeah, it's fun. I was able to get the original slides of the pictures. So these are all full color versions of, I don't know. There's no light. Can you see that? Eh, it's the same picture. It's just with color. And oh, neat. Wow. So I've got that and I've got a reel of the trailer somewhere. So everyone's favorite transforming movie 
robots thing from 1986. I've got your production materials. And I've scared away Paul. Wait, wait. Do you do you have anything to play that reel on? No. No. Okay. Okay. Fair enough. That's going to be his next purchase after the laser disc player. <laughs> Got to start hitting the, the pawn shops and looking for a laser disc player. <laughs> so, Paul, you said that um, what was the um, uh, the Transformers the movie pixel art you said oh, was I, I did art I did likes find it. robots on Twitter is that right Yeah, at art likes robots on Twitter. Apparently, he does a whole bunch of stuff, but this this particular tweet is called a meeting, and I don't know. It's pretty it's pretty cool. If we could show it on screen, we would, but we can't. Yeah. That's uh, extracurricular, folks, to go check that out. Takes like homework. 10 seconds to walk, to look at. Very cool. I would love to see this guy do more of these. Like, do the whole movie in this style, and I would I would watch it. That's fun. So, well, I mean, are, are we going to get... Are, you know... Do you guys have any hope that we'll get something that feels like this again from Transformers? The way the brand has been, let's say, since Transformers the movie came out, do you ever feel like we will get some? Has has so, so? Let me ask two questions. Let me let me. Has any of this stuff that's come out in like let's say the last twenty years uh, felt anything like this movie did, or do you think that we will get anything like this movie? in relative near future. I said it last week when reviewing kingdom that I, I hope that things continue to improve in, in the media scape for transformers because everything is so polarizing and so, you know, divisive or whatever. Um, and I hope that whether it's a cartoon or a movie or whatever, coming out that it there is something that you know unites us and makes us all one and we all whether we love it or hate it, it it's the thing that we talk about and the thing we remember moving forward transformers the movie was able to do that for whatever you know whether it's because they killed all your friends and your heroes and taught you horrible lessons that everything is impermanent horror heroes die terrible pointless meaningless deaths and you should move forward and be humble because you're just gonna fucking die or um because you make new friends and life is okay because you know you you got potential you got the touch um but in the near future i don't see that happening transformers media hasbro likes to go cheap on it and they like to not release a good product um and uh that's what they're cool with because they're gonna make their money anyway i was definitely hoping when the first movie came out that it would like be like this or you know have the be, be what you are asking phil and i i'm not going to say it 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 wasn't because i think time time still has its time still hasn't had its complete um tenure with the the bayverse it's st- it's still out there it still exists um so like you know in in 10 15 years when we're past this stuff hopefully um We'll be able to have this kind of conversation about that in retrospect. Um, 
And to some people, I would say, I think some people would consider though that movie, you know, a bigger deal than this. And in in some ways, it was, you know, from a from a widespread perspective. I think this movie. What? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Are they? Yes. Um, if this movie came out now, or, or if the world existed more like it is now with like the internet and whatnot back when this came out, this would be a very polarizing film. It, as we've oh, already discussed, 100%. it was, you know, it, yeah, it was without the internet. You could say it killed the brand. I mean, it, it kind of, there was a Ninja Turtles probably killed it more, but, um, this, this didn't necessarily help. It was, a, it was a, the hardcores loved it, you know, like, but Transformers was a worldwide brand at the time. And this didn't necessarily do it the immediate favors it was expected to. Long term, absolutely. But like, Phil, I don't think we can ever get what you're kind of getting at, what you're um, suggesting, because this happened. Because, be- because this movie already exists. They're always going to try to like homage it in in particular ways or like subvert expectations because of it. Because this exists, you can't, you almost can't. Lightning can't strike twice, and I think that's okay. Like we need something different and new beyond this. And, um, and I guess I don't mean that that we're going to get this repeated. Are we going to get a? And you could certainly say that the the 07 movie is a cultural touch point in the fan base. It, it definitely is. Um, but but it's 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 jeered as as much as it's revered, probably more so jeered. Um, you know, will we ever get something that just feels like, you know, 10, 15, 20 years after the fact is like, Holy crap. Like this was, you know, this was, this was my thing. This was, this was the thing that so much of the fandom watched over and over and over again to the point where, you know, fans have spent two months of their lives watching this movie. I think for some people that may happen, like we haven't, those, those, those kids haven't gotten there yet. It's true. You know, they, they, the, the, yeah. us, us when the tooth in 2007, are still struggling through high school and, and college right now. They don't even. They're, they're out there. I'm sure. I would love to. I would. Lo- I'd love to get some on the show. Has, how many times has Sergio seen uh, the original tra- or the Transformers uh, movie from 2007? I mean, it's got all the those great scenes like with with Frenzy and the donuts and 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 Air Force One and he's shooting people with CDs. All those memorable scenes that everyone just loves to talk about. And everyone, it's a touch point in that everyone loves to go back and revisit those scenes. Like, are you ladies man two four seven? And the the, the, the ugly mouth cop bot is like banging on the floor talking about eBay and and glasses and flashbacks to the 1800s on a boat or whatever it's 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 all the things you want in a transformers film give us more damn ho-hos darling or whatever the fuck the president said ding dongs (laughs) thanks because it's so memorable you see um yeah exactly pump high rise blah blah i will say i I was there at at a compo convention where serge got his transformer it was either his barricade toy or his copy of transformers the movie autographed by jess harnell made out to ladies man 247 um so 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 yeah serge does have some pretty high affinity for this uh for that movie um 
no. And, and again, I'm a, I'm an old curmudgeon at this point. Uh, so it, it doesn't hold the same weight for me. I just, uh, you know, I, I don't know. Like, I'm still just waiting for a Transformers movie that is Transformers, not teenage kids running around with occasional Transformers scenes. Like, give me Transformers fighting. Well, here's one thing to say about War for Cybertron that I haven't heard brought up a lot. There are no humans in that show, which is what yeah. we have been yelling at the top of our lungs for forever. And it didn't. And they still managed work. to make boring the robots boring. <laughs> Very, they because they walked around. It, it was a walk and talk show. That's what it was. It was awful. Ugh. I felt. I still think Transformers hasn't had its live action like moment. It hasn't. I, I I still think it's. God, I'm before I'm dead in my grave like Optimus Prime. I still think it'll happen. I still think we are going to have our Batman Begins for Transformers. And maybe you don't like Batman Begins, but I'm like, holy well, crap, that what? turned a silly Batman like movie franchise into something worth watching. One thing I was going to say I, I wanted to bring up is the fact that like, I feel like in general that Hasbro has a hard time or the whoever the creative people are making these movies has a really hard time trying to make a movie for kids and adults that like, like it's so many times where they just try to make everything dark and gritty. And like, I feel like Batman begins like has been a scourge on everything because now they've tried to make everything serious and dark and gritty and, and all that type of thing and including transformers. And that's where I, I like, I wish that they would make it. Sorry. Um, like it, wouldn't like that. What What are you going to say, Peter? This was a movie in 1986 that was written for kids, and it was dark and gritty without being dark and gritty. This was the most brutal fucking thing I have ever seen. I had seen to date, and that was just before I saw RoboCop, which was then the most brutal fucking thing I'd seen to date. Um, <laughs> that, that probably took the cake. RoboCop took the cake. That one. And the main be, character uh, was pink. And the main character was pink. And, and, and everyone disliked him except Cup. Like it was, it was, it was rough. It was, it was a, uh, uh, without trying to be gritty, it managed to change the entire landscape, be the most brutal thing that hundreds of thousands of kids had ever seen. And it completely changed. Like we said before, it, it, we keep going back to it. We homage it. We go back to it because it was the thing. It was the landmark event for our franchise. And, 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 and it hasn't had its, its, its live action day, but it's, it's going to happen. I yeah, coming. I mean that's the that's the trouble is is like I don't necessarily think that the new War for Cybertron show was like that dark and gritty, but it was like it was just boring. It's forced kind of thing. It was, it was yeah, gritty. it was like a forced, you know, gritty. And so, I mean, it's it's hard to do, um, you know. And there's certain animation studios that don't work on Transformers that do a great job, you know, with that that kind of stuff of making movies that are are good for kids and adults um and even if it's live action you know whatever it may be um i don't know like i think that that's kind of what we're what we're looking for is i think the bumblebee movie was like the closest for me of like coming to that and it was it was it was getting there it was it, like i felt like it set the stage and that's that's one thing 
that I'm a little frustrated with this new, the beast, you know, whatever former movie that's coming out and not the fact that they're doing a beast movie. Like I, you know, I'm fine with that. It's just that I feel like that of all the, you know, things that have come out, it sounds like they're trying to make another Michael Bay movie instead of, you know, trying to learn from, what made the Bumblebee movie successful, like why it was critically hailed and like why the fans liked it and all that type of thing. And so I'm hoping that, you know, I don't know, maybe they'll at least have some kernels of that, but I don't know. I'm, I'm worried to, to get the night is darkest before the dawn. We have to fail hard to get what we want to get what needs to happen to get new, to, to get the, the executive producers, the Don Murphys and the Beyond Terra guys to finally say, fine, we'll sell it to someone else so we don't have to work. That has to happen in order for us to move forward and do. And at this point, people in Hollywood, there there are, there's got to, you know, I'm so sick of the directors being like, oh, I grew up as a fan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, no, I want someone that like cares more about Transformers than any other franchise but is also a creative person that's like in that field that gets the just gets thrown the chance to do the Transformers thing and like becomes like the biggest sensation of all time. You never heard of him until this and it's amazing. And Wait, that's I that's, want... at the pole at GI Joe. Like Tank what? you were saying Tank the franchise so oh, that it's like I... no I mean Whatever uh, movie pull, that just pull came in nineteen ninety, you know, or whatever, you know, like like the brand has to kind of really f up. The the toys are selling so well right now that I don't, I just don't see it happening. But I uh, want with, I want Transformers to have in into the Spider Verse. That's that's what I want for Transformers. Is what Into the Spider Verse was for Spider Man. Nick and I have talked about that before. Just like something, it doesn't have to be like this huge theatrical like thing. It doesn't have to be Marvel level summer blockbuster nonsense. Give me something that's fun, uh, smaller scale, but with good characters and, and and a great story that that is accessible, not overly gritty, but still has weight to it. You know, it's, I'm, I'm asking a lot. I want it to not suck. And I, I, aside from Bumblebee, I, I've felt that every one of the movies has been really disappointing. All of the live action movies. Um, I really hoped after the last night, once I saw the returns and everything, and it didn't rise to their expectations and the toy line was cut short and blah, blah, blah. I was like, yay, it's happening. Finally, we're going to get a real reboot and Bonaventura and, and, and Murphy are going to go. Cause they're they're Everyone likes to harp on Bay as being the problem but he's only a part of the problem and uh, we need the entire creative team. They need, to go. They, need, they need to clean house. Like I almost yeah. say like, I hope Paramount doesn't even do it. Like give it to. Yeah. Yeah. Like could Dis I, I can't believe I'm saying this, but See, like, could Disney do it? Disney could do it. I believe. And Disney at one point was talking to purchase Hasbro proper, which would give them all those properties. And I bet Disney could do a great job with all the Hasbro properties. Um, I think Hasbro, I think Disney, if they were to get their hands on the property, they would take a step back and do some research and give it a nice push, you know, with but, some good thoughts. See, that's where I, 
that's where I feel like it's it's almost the opposite where we need things to go so well that they just have extra money laying around that they just happen to luck into some creator that makes like some show for the Paramount Plus, you know, TV or what like streaming or whatever kind of thing, kind of like Disney, like with Mandalorian, where they're like, oh, we can make like shows that are like people actually love and and whatnot and they're not going to complain about people complain nonstop about the star trek show on paramount plus it it, it is i'm not saying like paramount plus i'm saying i'm saying the analog to disney to where you have like you're like oh we want to make this extra content we want to make an extra show and then it just so happens that the direction of the franchise ends up getting dictated because everyone loves whatever that new thing is so much and everyone, it gets critical praise and, and money and, and things like that. It probably won't happen anyway, but cause even, even if it does happen, like who's going to subscribe to Paramount plus, right? Yeah. I would love to see anything transformers related get actual critical praise. Well, so, what about cyberverse? Cyberverse is fun. I, I like cyberverse and Cyber- kids like cyberverse. It's it's got that good mix of a little bit of weight, a lot of fun, the characters you love, doing you know what you're familiar with them doing. It's not so far different that it's like off-putting or whatever to classic fans, and it's 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 accessible. Spoiler. I feel like it gets it gets swept under the rug a lot. I guess and it's it kind does, of where all the good the, the good storytelling season, was in that. The first season was was you know Bumblebee so Bumblebee centric that a lot of people just stopped watching. I don't think I would have watched it at all until my fun, my son found it on Netflix. And was like, all right, let's watch it. And like he started watching season two episodes and like, Whoa, that's, that's kind of, Oh, there's bludgeon. Bludgeon's really cool. Wow. Oh, there's drift. Wow. They got drifting show. Like, Oh, drift was a traitor back to the Decepticons. That's, that's fun. And then season three just went like bonkers. Insane. It was so yeah. much fun. I mean, the Dweller in the Depths episode of season three is fantastic. Um, yeah, they, they did they did really cool stuff. Those those whatever those movies they're doing for Cyberverse is something I'm looking forward to as a Transformers fan. Um, I feel like that's the closest we've gotten in the last decade. I mean, I, that and Bumblebee are the closest we've gotten in the last decade to what like scratches my itch as a fan. I can agree with well, all of that. When, when I went to San Diego, the, I've only been to one San Diego. I don't remember the one where Unicron was shown, Haslab Unicron. I went to the pan, the Cyberverse panel, and like, I I wasn't really, I was paying, I, I perked up because I was listening to all the writers. It was all the writers in the on the panel, and they were so passionate about Transformers and the show and the stories they were telling. And I was like, oh my god, these are like real competent people, and this sh- the way these people are describing the show is getting me excited. And then seeing it actually play out with like kind of the hints they were giving, I was like, this is a good team. Like they want to make this work. And it was, it's a totally, it was totally overlooked by the fandom at large. And like, that was, it, it felt to me like an IDW comic panel at a, at a TF con or a bot con with like James Roberts. there talking about his storytelling and stuff. And I was like, wow, this is, this is good. These people exist. They're out there. It's just that it's on like sort of it's it's not hitting 
it's people that are telling story, doing storytelling on the level that we want. It's just not through the medium that we expect. So it was, well, it was missed. Mark in the chat said like the toy line was so bad. And I think that that's, the, I think a lot of fans looked at the first season of the show and the toy line that was aimed for kids, not for collectors, and just wrote it off. The initial oh, waves of the line, all the, the warrior class stuff was really bad. Uh, but once they got into yeah. deluxes and some of the other stuff, I mean, coming off of R.I.D., which was also pretty bad yeah. uh, toy-wise, um, and just, like you said, so bumblebee-heavy. Yeah, the, the, the rollout of Cyberverse was a big misstep for Cyberverse. Yeah. It just it, it, the first impressions were were bad on a lot of different angles, and then it, it got better. But too many fans had walked away from by then. And, and and I've had this conversation. You know, you guys have heard me in this in this you know show bring this up, and so many of the other cast members are like, eh, they haven't really given a chance. Like, and we are freaking diehard Transformers fans as cast members, and the cast members are like, eh, yeah, I don't know, I, I don't, I won't give it. You know, and, and they'll hear my passion about it, like maybe I should check it out. And then two months later, it comes up again. Like, yeah, I still haven't checked it out. It seemed kind of lousy at first. I mean, I'm singing its praises, and I still haven't seen season three. I just, it, it's honestly just been a haven't haven't had the time, and it's my own fault. You know, it's not like I don't want to. So is, they're, uh, they're is short. You can is it on it Netflix or uh, YouTube, or what's the best was... place to watch it? It was on the Hasbro channel on YouTube for a while. I don't know if it's still there. That's where I was watching it because they were they were putting it out, whatever, however, weekly or whatever, for a while. Last I Hasbro. saw it was on Netflix, but I'm I'm gonna look it up right now. Do it. Push the show. Hey, I'm gonna say the better it. Netflix Transformer show. Can I can I can I sort of segue us back to the topic at hand? What's the topic at hand? The it's movie, Go-Bots, the right? Rock Lords animated yeah. animated movie. Rock Lords. It. Just to show the lasting power of this film, like, it's kind of, like, really think about this. That they made an actual toy line dedicated to preserving this film. The Studio Series 86 line is kind of an unprecedented event in, in, the, in the history of the brand. Like, sure, they've made, the Masterpiece line kind of pays homage to, you know, versions of characters from the cartoon and stuff but like this is like hey we're gonna pull out all these toys and they're supposed to be the spitting image of what is in this one piece of media which lots of other brands have done like x-men does it all the time like this is a character that was seen in one one issue with the comic and here's a marvel legend of it but like they finally applied some of those some of those uh mentalities to transformers and they're doing know. it really well i've got a whole bunch of dark of the moon toys that are if you, if, you, if, you, if you look at them, it's, it's man, that Sentinel. They do not really, you know, the studio series toys have come a lot closer than the actual movie toy lines. They really have. You're right. Um, and so, and so these are similar. molds that, no, no, it, it, it works. And the, that they're actually calling it out as Transformers, the movie studio series 86. You know, they're, they're tying it directly. There's no ambiguity and they're going to be able to reuse these molds with different colors. I have zero fucking doubt that that Galvatron that we're seeing in kingdom is going to come in with the proper color purple with his chin painted properly with his little red boops on his, on his head crest painted properly without schmutz all over his chest in some box set for studio series 86 sometime within the next 12 months. Zero doubt. Um, 
Kingdom Cyclonus is going to show up in a Studio Series 86 with a tweaked deco. You know, is it going to be the pink thighs and 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 pink elbows? I don't know. We'll we'll see. But it's he's going to come. Well, and, I, I guess to pull it back a little bit. You know, I said Transformers is a fiction first brand. The toy or the fiction second brand. The toy line. The toys come first, and the toys. But in this case, it's the fiction that they're homaging more so than the toy line. So we've come full circle and they're actually using it. It's just like when they, they make a version of Luke Skywalker that looks like an exact guy from a scene, you know, he's, this is the yeah, best. Mark, pin Mark Luke. Best pin. Yeah. 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 This is best pin Luke. And they make it, you know, it's the spitting image of that scene. It, this, this is kind of like the first time we've really gotten that for transformers, at least for the G one stuff. Yeah. We've gotten all the, previous studio series yeah. stuff was essentially that but i think it's 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 cool and it's like about time that they're I, able to treat their you know pay homage to their fiction in the in the plastic form instead of the other way around i, I agree with that paul and something that triggered that thought me the other day was um there's a guy in our, our local chicago facebook group who was selling a bot concept forgive me i don't remember which bot concept this was but it was Avalanche was one of the bigger pieces, the, the landmine redeco. Um, and, uh, you know, a lot of the, the Energon toys and the redeco. You but, don't remember but, who that was? Oh, I remember who was selling it. I, I, oh. I, I know distinctly who was selling that. Um, uh, and, and isn't he getting his own toy soon? Um, anyways, uh, what cracked me up was the, the scourge that was in that set. That was a repaint of what sideways? Uh, you know who was who was that scourge a repaint of? Um, it was one of what the Energon oh, toys. God. I want to say not Energon, uh, uh, Cybertron toys. It was before we got the stealth bomber one. Oh, oh, yeah, uh, 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 noise maze. Uh, what was his name in America? Sideways. Yeah. Sideways, yeah, sideways. Yeah. And like we were talking in in the, the our text chain about it's like. Man, do you remember when that was like, dudes, like on my shelf? This is my scourge. This is these are my sweeps. And like now we have this toy. Now we have this like you know it is not one hundred percent absolutely perfect, but this is by far and above the best scourge that that, that we have gotten. And mm-hmm. and we settled so much in the past, relatively recent past. You know, because, yes, and then we got a Scourge, like, wow, the Scourge it looks just like the robot, kind of, the wings aren't quite right. Oh, and it turns into a stealth bomber, and, and, and you know, but, but yeah, this movie just, this movie has a lot of staying power, and I'm glad that Hasbro has recognized it to the extent that, you know, we will shell out large amounts of money for this. Um, but, uh, yeah, it, it mean. 35 years later, and, and it's like, gimme, 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 gimme. I hope they don't, I hope they give us every single figure in there. I actually hope what you said doesn't come true, Peter, because I want them to do them again better. I want a different Cyclonus in the Studio Series line. Yeah, I want a yeah, different Galvatron in the Studio Series line. Are you talking different molds? Yeah, I want them to do it over again, baby. Like, just do it I'm over again. I'm not going to argue. We, we, talk, we yeah. talk about incremental improvements. I would. I mean, I'm down for more incremental improvements. But getting the paint right would be a first step in the first stepping of stepping it up. And give Cyclonus a new head. Yeah, he needs a new face altogether. Yeah. I will, I will just be annoyed 
when they just start interchanging studio series and War for Cybertron molds. And I know it's going to happen, but so far it hasn't. So I'm like, keep that up. Give it time. Your butts. Yeah. Mm. Um, let's see. I was going to go back to mention about book club. Um, book club this uh, on Sunday is going to be, they're going to at eight o'clock central. They're going to do an episode of the animated show, episode six. Uh, so Transformers animated. And then at nine o'clock, they will be discussing sins of the records issues one and two. So if you want to check that out, that is on the TF talk discord. So the link for that should be on Twitter and on YouTube. That is a highly recommended series by me. Tidal wave. So I'm surprised that they're doing sins of the records before last stand of the records. Cause did they, I don't think they covered last stand. Did they? That seems like Maybe a I'm big wrong. mistake. I, I, I could be 100% wrong on that. and They've already covered Last Stand, but I just don't recall. Aren't it. they doing it chronologically by the IDW books, but starting with More Than Meets the Eye and Robots in Disguise? I think they started with The Death of Optimus Prime, which was the spin-out into those two. But yeah, yes. which means that Last Stand was five years prior. So I don't know if they've gotten to it yet, like 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 was said. But they owe it to themselves to go back and read it before they... Anyway, it's awesome. yeah. I think that they were jumping around a few of like, so more than MCI and um, RID was in order, but then I, I think some of the other books they've, I, I could be a hundred percent wrong on that. They may be going on, you know, whatever the order is, but maybe you so. should uh, join the book club. Lucas. Right. You would right. Know. Um, so Zaldron said they started with phase two. Um, so, yeah, so it sounds like they're only reading the Phase 2 stuff. Because I think they did Windblade as well um, not too long ago. Well, that's chronologically. Yeah. That's where that fits. Drift, is where they, right. I think yeah. Drift and Windblade both, right? It was one of the later Drift series, though. It was the Drift yeah. Boops of Stone. Stone Boop. Hanging out with Micromasters. Oh, so Zaldron says that um, Last Stand is homework. So you actually have to read that before reading sins um so if you for some reason if if anyone had not read last stand before reading sins of the records make sure to go back and read that first so there. it's like when your english teacher says hey if you want some extra credit go read uh you know 1984 i'm not going to make you read it but but you, you might want to and if you don't you're stupid Everyone should read 1984. Right. I saw the Apple commercial. That's good enough, right? <laughs> the abridged version. There you go. Did you see that commercial as as you were seeing a commercial for this movie? Like they were back to back. I guess they they could have been. <laughs> yeah, I think the Apple no, they, commercial. No, they wouldn't before. before. Yeah. It's like two years before. It was two years before during the Super Bowl or whatever. Oh. One one last anecdote since you brought that up. I remember seeing the reason I went and saw this because I saw the commercial for this movie, and I remember it said, it, "Check your local listings and times." And I was always like, "Oh man, how do you do that?" <laughs> As a kid, and then I like finally think I was like, "Mom, they say to check your local listings and times. Do you know how to do that?" That then she took me to the movie. 
Yeah. You don't Little remember kid. like getting your old like your newspaper out and checking the movie times in the newspaper? I never, dude. I didn't read the newspaper when I was four. What is a it newspaper? Is... <laughs> Little kid me was holding just a block, just punching it, hoping that like just by punching this block, things would magically appear on it that would tell me the information I was seeking. Or yeah, you I mean, all the movie theater, and they had like a recording that you would listen to, like they would give you all the movie times. Okay, I don't think I had ever dialed a phone at that point either. I think this was maybe even before they had the recordings. I think those was still like when people would answer the phone at the movie theater, and you'd have to ask them what the times were. Yeah, you call them up. They're like, Ghostbusters, what do you want? <laughs> Sure. I want Stranger Things season five with the Ghostbusters. That it's called a, it's called Afterlife. So, all right. Well, any final thoughts, guys, before we wrap here? Just gave mine. Okay. All right. Well, thank you, everyone, um, and thanks to everyone in the chat. Uh, thanks to Ron, Zaldron, Mark, Enot, Ron, uh, Man Monster Mecca, uh, Catherine, Soulcraft. You got everyone. So yeah, thanks guys, and, and thank you everyone for joining us, and um, we will see you next week. You've got the touch. This has been Transformers for your listening pleasure, a presentation of TFTalk.net. We'd like to thank you for listening and ask that you please rate us on your favorite podcast outlet and share us with your friends. Be sure to follow us on Twitter at TFYLP. Email us at podcast at TFYLP.com. This is Paul Lighting, and on behalf of TFYLP, we'd like to thank you again for listening. And we hope you'll join us next time for another... T-F-Y-L-P. <laughs> ha ha!